Welcome to the Church on the Rock podcast. It is our prayer that this message brings hope and encouragement into your life as you go about your week. Thanks for tuning in. Amen. If you didn't notice today, Aubrey and Matthew are with us. How many knows Aubrey and Matthew? I was out in Wyoming. It would have been about 19... Yeah, let's, uh, let's not talk about what time that was. How many years ago? How many Wait. years was that, you think? Because that uh, will tell your age. Yeah, it's been like 25, 26 since we met. So it was about 1992, uh, four? Something like that. This girl was, 20, I was, like, I was 23. Like no, I was like two no. when you met me. I was two. Sure. <laughs> she was 13 years old. 13 years old, and I was pastoring in Wyoming, and... Um, I don't remember, she said something to me, or I saw it, I don't remember how it was, but I saw, man, I don't know what it is, these stinking emotions today. <laughs> um, when you love somebody, how many know it just, uh, but I saw something in this girl. I saw a calling. I saw something unique in her. And uh, at 13 years old, she was on, I, I led worship out in Wyoming, and she started leading worship with me at 13 years old. She did. I wasn't 13. She was 13 <laughs> years old. And then when we came out from Wyoming to plant Church on the Rock, we came in 2000. Uh, there was a couple, three or four families, and we started in a home with Church on the Rock. And um, our first service was in the foyer in 2009 out there. And then we moved here in the sanctuary in 2010. A little bit of history. But uh, Aubrey came. What year did you come back? Uh, 2003 was the first time. And then 2011, the second time. But she came back and, and, and became on staff in the 2011, and she was our worship leader here at Church on the Rock. So she's always been connected with us in, in ministry. Her, and Matthew, Matthew put us, before Matthew came, we, we might have been doing the old uh, deal where you actually put the, the overhead. How many remember the overheads? Anybody remember the overhead? We might have put the, I don't know, we may have had a video, but Matthew's the one that told us, hey, you ought to stick words through the computer, and you got to remember, I was moving from Wyoming, I thought a cell phone was cool, let alone, uh, but anyway, Matthew started uh, planting the video stuff, and the media, and the announcements, and you started that, brother, and so a lot of what we do here today, you started that, and we really appreciate Matthew and Aubrey, and the investment that they've made to Church on the Rock. They, both of them are full-time ministers now. You're full-time too, aren't you? This is incredible. Both of these guys are full-time ministers at a church called Highland Park. And they run like 2,000 people, don't they? It's a huge church, but both these guys are on staff. Um, extend your hands this way, and let's just pray for these guys. Thank you, Lord. Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the anointing that's on Matthew and Aubrey's life. Lord, we thank you that they are servants to the kingdom. And Lord, we thank you that you inspire them with vision. And Lord, that, that you support them with the people around them to make vision become reality. And Lord, we pray that you would stir up the gifts in Matthew and you would stir up the gifts in Aubrey. And Lord, everything that you have purposed for them in their life, that, they would, that it would be executed and that it would happen in Jesus' name. Lord, as, as Timothy uh, laid hands upon, uh, as Paul laid hands on Timothy and he stirred up the gift of God that was in Timothy that was given to him when he was a young boy. Lord, I pray that things would be stirred up and agitated and, and moving inside of Matthew and Aubrey of all that you have called for them. Lord, thank you for their investment in the kingdom. Thank you for what they mean to Church on the Rock. And thank you uh, that they heard your call and they said yes. In Jesus' name, amen. Didn't mean to mess your hair up. <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Matthew and Aubrey. We're going to do an amazing compact today. We're in a sermon series um, that if you guys want to put up the triangle of spiritual formation, the intentional one. 
We're in a series where we're, uh, we know that we're becoming something over a period of time. And we've been talking about how the stories that we believe, the habits that we have, the relationships we have, and the environment that we live in, um, those things uh, have to do with the persons that we're becoming. And, and so when we come into Christianity, what I want to do is I want to get to a point where we uh, take the unintentional spiritual formation of the stories that we believe, and instead of stories that we believe, we get the teachings that we know through the Word of God. And instead of habits that we practice, how many know that some of the habits that we practice aren't good habits? Instead of habits that we have, we want to take the teachings of Christ and to begin practicing what Christ teaches us through His Word. And then, and we hit that piece, but today I want to hit that piece of community. And then um, I'm going to hit community again next week, and then we'll also hit that piece of Holy Spirit right after Easter. But we see that these ingredients, how many know that on these things, if, if there is a line underneath that triangle, if there is a line under it, the things that are up here, we are in high control of. You are in high control of the teachings that you're listening to. You have high control of that. You're in high control of, of the things that you want to practice and the things that you want to do or you want to become a doer of the Word of God. You want to practice the teachings that, that you've heard from the Word of God. We're in high control of that. Another thing that we have high control of is we have high control of being in community. Community is a choice that we make that we have very high control of. What we don't have high control of is life and the school of hard knocks. So, so as we uh, talked about last week how the man that built his house upon the rock when the storms came and the floods came and the trials of life, uh, of life hit that house, the Bible says that that house stood firm and it stood solid because there was a person that had teaching that he was practicing, that he was practicing living in communion and through the power and the work of the Holy Spirit in his life, when those challenges came, his house stood so these are things that we want to intentionally do in, in, in our lives with this spiritual formation. But today, I want to talk about community. When it comes to community, I want to talk about it in two ways. So we see that we have teaching and that we practice what we're learning. But the other thing is I believe for spiritual formation, we need to practice it in community. You know, they say today that if people come to church once a month, that's a member. I'm not accepting that. I'm only not accepting that. I'm also, I'm saying if you want to be successful in your faith walk and you want to be successful in the things of God, you not only need to have teaching, you not only need to be practicing teaching, but every single person needs to be in community. I believe we do it in community, that God hasn't called us to be isolated and out there trying to do it ourselves. Now, in community, we need to grow larger and smaller at the same time. We, go, we grow larger through our Sunday morning celebration service. That's what we're having here. And then we grow smaller through small groups or community groups. Um, after Easter, you're going to see a huge emphasis, and you're going to see small groups popping up all over the place in Church on the Rock to where we'll come to church and we'll hear teaching, and then we'll have practical application of what we're learning, but then we'll go to a community group and we'll talk about what it is that we're learning and how we're practicing it and how that's working out for you. And, 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 and we're, I'm not going to get on small group community. Next week, I'm going to preach about the benefits of being in a small group or being in a small, or in a small setting. The benefits of being in a small group setting are completely different than the benefits of a large service on Sunday morning. Are you all with me? This service it's completely different than the small group, but be, both are equally important. So when you see community, I want you to think large group community, which is our Sunday morning celebration. And then I also want you to think of small group, how we go, grow larger but smaller through small groups through the week. So today I want to look at the larger. Growing larger through our Sunday morning gathering. What that is, all of us from all of our different communities, backgrounds, traditions, custom, and cultures... We come together and we unite as one as we worship and celebrate the life of Jesus. It's a collaborative, corporate, uh, it's, a, it's a collective collaboration of all of us where we're joined as one 
experiencing an encounter of God's presence at the highest. We had that today, brothers and sisters. It's like getting all of the, 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 the athletes from the NBA teams for the, for the Olympics where you get all the players and you get them together and they become a team that can do extraordinary things. That's what happens in our large group. It's where we experience God's manifest. I've chose that word clearly. We, choose, we experience God's manifest presence through dynamic inspirational worship through music and song. How many enjoyed the worship through music and song today? In fact, small group isn't supposed to be a mini church. When we get to where we're doing small groups and community, it's not supposed to be a worship and a sermon and prayer. It's not supposed to be a mini church. It's a whole different dynamic. The large gathering brings that. It's a gathering where we're taught and challenged through the preaching and teaching of the word. You know, um, I, always tell the, I always know that God is the chief shepherd and I know that I am just an under-shepherd to him, that he is your shepherd, but he's just called me to be under-shepherd. Well, the under-shepherd, I believe God speaks to the shepherd and lays out a vision or a direction or a mission from the church. So it's in this large setting that you hear the vision and you hear the heart and you hear the direction and you hear the purpose of what we're trying to do together in a, corporate, in a, in, in, in a cooperation. And, and that can only happen in this large group setting. Um, there's nothing on earth that can compare to a Sabbath gathering. Uh, we have a goal around Church on the Rock that we, we, want church, we want Sunday morning to be the greatest day of the week. To where people start anticipating Sunday morning where they're getting excited about coming on Sunday morning. And for that to happen, it's going to take everybody being a part. Here's the other thing about the Sunday morning that's, that's amazing is when we come together as a large congregation, it's limitless on what we can do together. It's limitless on what we can do together. We are God's plan. Brothers and sisters, we are God's plan to win the world to Jesus. We're God's 300 people. Actually, it's about 350 or 360 now. We're God's 350 or 360 going out each re- week into the world. Listen to this uh, quote. This quote is uh, in a book by Jeff Vanderstelt in his book, Saturate. Listen how he talked about the church. He said, the church, that's us, the church is simply the people of God living on mission in the daily rhythms of life, where Jesus fills the earth with his presence when we invite him to come and live through us. The church us we are his body through which he acts to make all things new can you imagine this with me can you imagine every city every neighborhood every street and every house saturated with jesus presence through his body us the people what if in what if in every school every classroom every extracurricular activity that students daily the experience the person and the work of jesus Can you dream with me of a day when no business office, no retail center, nor industrial hub, nor school can get away from the good news of Jesus being proclaimed in the words and expressed through his body, the church? A day when every cafe, every pub, every restaurant, every bakery smells of the aroma of Christ. I think that's powerful. Do you realize we're... You're a part of something that's bigger than you. Can you imagine if we can be a church that truly is the body of Christ to the world, the impact that we can make? You know, something else, uh, on you, when we get together, it's limitless what we can do. When we come together, we, it, th- th- there is so much that we can do together that we can never do apart. When we come together, sometimes it, it blows my mind to think about this especially uh, uh, the Methodist church that I'm a, a part of as a boy that's still there. Actually, my dad and brother are pastoring it um, now. You walk up and you see on the, on the church plaque, it says established 125 years ago. Established 125 years ago. I don't know those people that established that church 125 years ago. I don't know the history. I don't know the people that came through I don't know the Sunday school teachers and the preachers and the pastors and all that, but that church was established, and that church became a beacon of light. That church became a light on the hill in a place where there wasn't a church. 
I want you to think of this. Coming out here on this 104 acres and planting the stake of the Lord in this community. It's more than just, oh, we have a church and blah, 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 blah. There was a church that was planted with people like you that said, we have heard from God, we know what our mission is, and together we can do this. We can do this. And brothers and sisters, you are a part of something that's going to be happening when you and I are long gone. If the Lord tarries, when we're long gone, dead in the tomb, stinking under the, under the, the, the dirt, this church is still going to be moving and operating with more people coming in and more people coming in. You were a part of that. You were a part of that. When we become, I mean, this church wasn't here. I remember when we came, I went up Randall Road and I counted the churches. There were 18 churches on Randall Road in 2000. And I was like, I don't feel like that's, that's Church Alley. They don't need any more churches. But then I came out here and I went from Woodstock down to Elburn and I counted I'm talking the south of Woodstock, south of Woodstock, just north of Huntley. Let's just say Huntley down to to Elburn. Three churches. And I was like, we need the presence of God in that area. There needs to be a city on a hill. There needs to be a light or a beacon to this community. And brothers and sisters, I remember I used to stand up in in that third floor. How many remember? How many remember? uh, Everybody turn and look at that exit right there. Everybody see that exit sign right there? How many remember when there was no wall there and there was metal going up that and there was no roof on that side of the church and we got in an elevator thing that lifted us up with snow shovels and we shoveled off about 20 inches of snow out of the third floor so we could put the roof on. How many remember that? You were a part. John, when you're sitting there on your, on your five-gallon bucket getting shocked with electricity, putting in, the, putting in all the electrical sockets. Brothers and sisters, to think that you had a part on something God was doing in the earth. That, don't ever get to where church is something you come to and church, church, and, and church isn't something that we come together and, and I don't want church to be something we come to. I want church to be something that we do together to always be Making his kingdom go further. I don't want a club. I don't want a club where everybody comes and does a club. I want people of impact. We've only scratched the surface of the things that God has called this church to do. You know what's interesting? I believe that God brings people at certain times and certain points by divine appointment. I believe that. I believe that the ones that started the church, there's a reason they came when they did I believe that the ones that came and some left, that there was a reason that some left and others came. And I'm telling you that there are people that your, your bottoms are in seats today and it's more than you just wound up here. The Spirit of the Lord brought you here because there's something more that we need to do for the kingdom of God. I believe that with all my heart. Do you realize that, that we are a part, we're a part of the end time plan of God. We're a part of that. Um, you know, they were talking about the 5,000 eggs. I want to talk about cooperation and doing stuff together. They were talking about the 5,000 eggs. Pastor Alma and Pete, think about the crews that you had at the Huntley Expo and the crews that you had at the Hampshire Expo. Get this, you guys. The, the, the Huntley um, egg hunt is happening at a time. Alma, if I'm speaking out of turn, tell me. But we get to go there, don't we? The, the Huntley's going to have their egg deal they're letting us come and hand out tracks that say, hey, when this is over, come down to church on the rock. We're believing, guys. We're believing for over 600 children to be here at, at that Saturday Easter thing. Do you realize that those teams at the Huntley Expo and those teams at the Hampshire, Alma, am I exaggerating to say you guys passed out thousands? Huh? Close to 1,000. One of them was 700, I remember looking at where we put something in somebody's hand inviting them. You may not think that's much. Do you realize if we can get them to the egg hunt? Hey, all that is is bait. All that is is bait. If you think I'm into egg hunts and all that stuff, I'm into souls. I'm into getting people in the kingdom. 
Hallelujah. And if I have to stand on my head or ride a bicycle and jump a ramp or, or, or have an egg hunt, if it isn't sin and doing something that's causing shame to the cross, I'll do it. I'll be a fool for Christ if it can win someone to the Lord. All that is is bait to get people into the house of God. Do you realize this Easter this, do you, we're coming up, guys, we are coming up on the greatest week in the history of humankind. This is the greatest week in history we're coming up on. We're talking about uh, when we kick it off with Palm Sunday next week. This is the greatest week of history. This is the time that your evangelism and your outreach can do more than you ever thought or that you could ever think. Think of, think of it. Invite, invite people to the service of shadows on Friday night. They'll say yes. Invite people to the egg hunt. They'll say yes. And then believe that all these tracks and all these people that we have touched, that they're going to come on Sunday morning. And to me, it's all a big road to get them to the end of the service after the words preached to where people say yes. To Jesus Christ. Guys, this is where large group community has to happen. This is where all the small groups, I'm excited about the men's group on Wednesday night. I'm excited about the men's group on Thursday night. I'm excited about the women's group on, in, in the daytime. I'm excited about the Growing Kids God's Way groups. I'm excited about the different groups we have. But brothers and sisters, this is all hands on deck. I believe that the church, we need, to grow, we need to grow smaller through small groups and through that intimate relationship with small group. But equally important is when all those small groups come together on the Sunday morning Sabbath worship where we celebrate, there is a different dynamic. There's a different dynamic. There's a different experience. There's a different manifestation. There's something different when all the groups come together and they celebrate God. That, that's why God did the feast. The Feast of Tabernacles you went to Jerusalem. That These different feasts where all the small groups and all the small clans, they traveled to Jerusalem to celebrate the feast of the Lord. There needs to be, brothers and sisters, there has to be on your spiritual formation there has to be a commitment, not only to teaching and to practice, but there has to be a commitment to large community. There has to be a commitment, I, I, I'm just going to say it, to Sabbath worship. All, you read the New Testament. They, they worshiped on Sunday, and then throughout the week, they continued house to house Breaking bread together, fellowshipping together, taking the Lord's Supper, continuing in the apostles' teaching, and praying for each other. But Sabbath worship can't be done without. Sunday morning, if this happens to be our Sabbath, this Sunday morning, we're going to get where we have several services going on. As this church continues to grow, I'll tell you one thing, we're going to pray for them at the end of the service but Pete and Alma, just stand up where you're at for now. God is telling me and our leadership team that we're growing and we're supposed to start having multiple services. We're supposed to start having multiple services. Now, whether you guys know it or not, right now there are earbuds with people have earbuds in their ears and people are hearing this sermon in Spanish right now. It's being interpreted. All right, that thing's going to grow, and, and Church on the Rock and our, our leadership team, Al, Pastor Alma and Pete, we're going to pray for them and recognize them to come on staff as Spanish pastors and outreach pastors, okay? Why? Because we're moving this thing forward. The reason we had outreach is when you're, when you're planting a church, the first thing you got to do is get out there. Well, Pastor Alma brought up to me all the outreaches that her and Pete are wanting to do. There's, there's 
10 or 15 or 20 of these things. There's a whole bunch of outreaches. They've already done two or three, okay? You got to get out there if you're going to plant a church. Well, Pastor Alma came and said, you know, God's not segregated. When we go out and witness, we can't just say, oh, we're only going to witness to Spanish people. It's just a percent of the people. We're just getting out there. So, brothers and sisters, this church, as a large community, as a large group community, we can have an impact together because she's got about 10 to 15 outreaches planned. The Lord put it on my heart, and I told Alma the other day, I said, Alma, um, um, I think that, you're, that, that God is going to speak to people that are called to evangelism, and now then we can mobilize those people that feel the calling to evangelism. We can mobilize them, and you can have a team that's ready to go instant, in season, out of season. Bam, they're ready to go. They have the gift and the calling as an evangelist upon them. Where we got 30 or 40, a church this size, it ought to be easy to get 30 or 40 people that's ready to go at the drop of the hat. Anybody out there ready to go witness for the Lord and that's kind of your thing at the drop of a hat? You're going to start seeing that. But as a large group community, that's something where we combine everything and we do it together and we can have huge, huge, huge impact. I mean, I mean, this isn't rocket science. To me, simple is the best way to preach. Many hands make the work easier, doesn't it? Is it better to have two people handing tracks out or 30 people out handing tracks? I, 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 God is calling this church to mobilize. God is calling this church to discover their gifting. God is calling this church to discover their, their, their giftings, to be able to articulate and clearly define, listen to me, articulate and clearly define what your life mission is, what you're here on this earth to do, to where you can say, hi, I'm Brian Garfield. I'm sent to planet earth, called of God to do what? To do what? The first thing we have to do is discover and identify and find out what that mission is, okay? And then the next thing we do is once you discover it and once you are clear on what that mission is, the next thing we, we need to do is we need to be equipped and we need to develop that gift and we need to develop that gift through serving and then after, after we begin to develop and be equipped in that gift, here, here's another big point, is there needs to be a point where we are anointed with hands laid on us where we are anointed and hands laid on us to go out a, a sacred anointing to where we go out that we're sac- we have a sacred anointing to do the service of the Lord. And with, with, with that said, um, I'm, I, I, I wanted to kind of get people excited about things that are coming with the outreaches. Um, um, how, many, how many remember when we did Christmas Story Live? Christmas Story Alive, we almost pulled the trigger last year, but we didn't. And we're probably going to pull the trigger this year and do it again. But if we do it, we're going to have to start about June thinking about it. Christmas Story Alive is where we need about 130 people. And we, need, and we, we, will, we will build a set outside with, with hay. And I'm talking the set would go from that, clear across this whole thing where a a set would be built. And then we have wise men, we have camels, we have shepherds, we have sheep, we have cows, we have donkeys, we have Mary and Joseph, we have innkeeper. All this stuff is built setting up there in the garage because we did it when we were a little church. But I'm feeling that God is calling us, maybe this year, I'm going to get real clear on it soon, to do the Christmas story alive again. To where people come in by the thousands. Do you know we did that when there was just a hole here? We dug, we dug it out with a back hole. And there was just a 12 foot, 100 by 120 hole, 12 foot deep. And we were out there doing that with a church. I don't know how we did it. <laughs> God. But now, but, but, but we 
Even today, still hear people say, oh, are you the church that did that? But people come, and they hear the gospel story and the birth of Jesus right inside their car. You turn your radio, and you hear a 26-minute program to where about 40 cars are put in an area. You, you show the deal, and then they're taken out. But we serve cocoa and cookies, and we go to every, um, there's another radio station when you're sitting in line where you're hearing about God and what the church is doing and how you can be a part. But how, I, I want to throw big vision out there because that can't be done with a small group. That can't be done with 12 people. But it can be done with a group like this. Heart from the house with, the, with what was prevented by, presented by John today. That can't be done with a small group. But that can be done with a group like this. In fact, a group this size, if everybody would get involved, a group this size, um, this is a heart for the house, supposed to be three years. If every person got involved today in this heart for the house and we come rejoicing next week, bringing in our sheaves, worshiping the Lord, bringing our offering to the Lord in worship to push his vision and mission forward. I personally believe that it's not a three-year plan. It's a two-year plan. I think it would be done this summer. I think everything that, that we, that's been envisioned, I think we're thinking too small. Anybody out there say amen? I think we're thinking too small. But um, um, so... So the Christmas, oh, here, here's another thing in the pipes. We're going to do a thing called Chicago Hope. Is it in July or August? Jesus, here's what the deal is. Here's how God is so cool. Gwen and Wendell and the missions team with Catherine and the missions team, they came and said, hey, we feel like we're supposed to be a part of Chicago summer, Jesus summer. And what that is, is they're taking 40 days, and, we're gonna, and they're going to impact Chicago. Three years ago, the Lord broke me, and I began to weep and cry and pray for Chicago. And I felt the Lord's put in my spirit. Three years ago, I want you to do something in Chicago. Because even, I heard him say, let's don't think about a missions trip to Haiti. Let's don't think about a missions trip to, 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 to um, Mexico or something like that. Let's... Get God's team here at Church on the Rock. And let's look at it as a mission. And let's send 300 people down to Chicago. Where there's street witnessing. Where there's children's ministry being done. Where houses are going to be built. Where churches are going to have things built and done in their churches. Where it's a team. Where prayer teams are going to prayer walk campuses. See that's a large thing that God I believe is calling us to do it together. Well we were already going down that road. And then uh, Robert Hubener, who has a company uh, here in Elgin, and Jamie, uh, who's one that wor- works with him in the, in the company, and there's some others that, that, that work here, work at his company too, they felt on their heart that they were supposed to be a part of Love Chicago. And so when I heard that, I was like, oh man, something in right here. Cause, and we, we were hoping it was the same thing. Because we wanted to be a, a unit. And, we were, and I was like, oh. And I was like, Carmen, do, do I talk to Robert and say, Robert, can you, can you join this effort? Or do we join their effort? What do we do here? Get this, you guys. These two entities or ministries, they're working together. They're working together. The, the, the one that, we're, that we were looking at, are going in three weeks ahead every Saturday, every week they're going in. And then this ministry is coming up in the last week for the bang. And, 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 and get this. And then the other thing is, is, is God's been, guys, there's many good things to do, but you have to do the righteous thing. Jesus said the poor will always be with you. Come and sit at my feet. Because they were all getting on to Jesus like, hey, why are we wasting this ointment on your feet? And, and why are we sitting here worshiping you, Jesus? Why are we doing that? We could have used that money on the poor, and we need to be out there ministering. And Jesus said, the poor will always be with you. Come and get at my feet. Altar. So we have doing a good work or altar. How many know that altar is always more important 
than the good work that you can do. That's something that's wrong with the churches of Jesus Christ today is the altar's gone in personal lives. So, so Jesus, hey, is it a good thing to feed the poor and to go witness? Jesus said, yeah, that's a good thing. But the right thing is to come and worship at my feet. So in leading a church, guys, it is not hard to find a missionary. It isn't hard. It isn't hard to, to um, find a good work. How many know there's all kinds of good works out there? Of God. But Church on the Rock needs to hook up and have the discernment to say, which good work is God calling us to be? You know, some of the reasons some of your lives are run ragged is because you say yes to everything. You say yes to everything, and then you meet yourself coming, and you're, and you're too busy because we can't discern in our own personal lives what the good thing is that we're to be doing. Is anybody out there say amen? amen. Well, with church, we could have thousands of missionaries. It's, it's not hard to find a missionary. It's not hard to find a work. But God has put it on my heart that we're in Assemblies of God church whenever possible do Assembly of God things. Be, num, the other reason is Assembly of God's the number one missions in the world. And I want to stay hooked to them as much as I can. Here's why. We did a missions work one time where it didn't have the Assemblies of God and the point person. You never had receipts. You wondered if what money you sent was being spent for the right things. You, 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 the, the communication was always a barrier. You never knew what was going on. Because your, your pastor didn't know how to discern between the good thing and the right thing. But now I'm more mature and, I'm, and I know how to discern what God's saying to do. There's many things we can get our hands into. But then I heard Convoy of Hope's a part of this thing. The other day in that meeting. That, that's the Assemblies of God. Um, Billy Graham has, what's that one called? Samaritan Purse. Convoy of Hope is just like Billy Graham's Samaritan Purse, almost. A lot of similarities. We're Assemblies of God, so my first response is I'm going to choose Convoy of Hope because that's what the Lord's told me. If, if, if you want to lead, then, then you can lead and he can tell you something, but that's what he's told me as a leader, okay? And so, so I, I set that and, and, and communicate that. And you know the hardest thing for me is to say no because everything's a good work. It's a good thing. Um, but then when I found that, so now then we've got Robert's business that's doing that, our church feeling that, and it's Convoy of Hope. Brothers and sisters, this is a win, win, win thing. And I am believing that we are going to prepare for that mission's just like we prepare to go on a missions trip. How many would be interested in participating in something like that? That's what I, that, that's the thing, that's what I mean in large community versus small community. Those things, you're not going to be able to have the impact in your small communities. But when our small, when our small communities do what the Bible says, and we meet together once a week, whenever that is, and we bring all the different anointings and all the different people groups and all the different representatives. Brothers, the minute, brothers and sisters, the minute that you think the, the minute that you think that your thing is the all in all, that's when you're on shaky ground. To be able to receive a gift, you also be, have to be able to celebrate the gift. When people, and what I mean by that. Is people that lead singing, people that sing, there has to be a purity in heart to where they can celebrate other people that are singing before God's going to exalt them to sing. Do I need to say that again? When you start doing your ministry, it is a, it is a trap to begin to think that you are the all-in-all -all voice. I remember as an 18-year-old boy when people were being prayed for, I had a pride in me that I was like, Lord, I felt an anointing.
to pray. And I remember it was in a science class at college. And they were having prayer at the service. And I remember saying, Lord, if I can just reach through and touch them, they're going to be healed today. And I was shimmying and trying to get through there because I was feeling an anointing. I don't even know that my heart was wicked. I just felt like I got to touch them. But you know what? That was a, that was a wrong heart. And the Lord taught me that, 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 that it, it wasn't about me having to do it and me having to think I'm the best at doing it. That I need to celebrate that other people are doing what I want to do. And when you can celebrate what other people are doing that you want to do is when God will start letting you do it. I remember one time the Lord speaking to me. And he said, Brian, put your finger in a cup of water. And he said, pull your finger out. And when I stuck my finger in that cup and I pulled my finger out, he said, did you see how quick that hole filled? And I said, yeah, 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 yeah. And he said, all right, hot shot. I can fill you just as quick as that hole filled in that cup. There, there has to be a heart of humility. You know, the Bible says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. When you're poor in spirit, God blesses humility. God resisteth the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Grace is the ability to do what you can't do. So, so, so when we have a poor spirit or we're walking in humility, then we're given keys to the kingdom where we can pray and we can do things with great authority and power. I'm losing you all. It's 1147. I'm going to stop. Um, here's what I want you to do. I want action. I, 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 I refuse to do church without practice. I refuse teaching without practice. Here's what I want you to do. Everybody that has an insert. Did everybody get an insert today? As the worship team's coming. Does everybody have an insert today? I need one if we've got it. That's the faith promise. Does everybody have one of these? If you don't, ushers, please get everybody one of these. And we need, here, here's a point of large church. Can people jump up and go grab some of these and help Karen pass these out? Because 15 legs would be better than one leg. Can somebody help her pass it out? Raise your hands up big if you need one of these. Hey, we need more people helping passing stuff out. Raise your hand up real high if you need one of these, okay? Gary, we got some up front. Raise your hand high if you need one of these. I want everybody to have one of these. Raise your hand real high if you don't have one of these. And then in front of you, there's probably pencils. If you need a pencil, if you don't have a pencil, maybe somebody around you can help you. Man, I didn't get to preach at all what I wanted to today. You can, you can read some of these scriptures, and, and um, I think you can make sense of the notes. Does everybody have one of these? Here's what I'm feeling led as, a, as pastor of Church on the Rock, here's what I'm feeling led right now. And Jackie, you and Dwight even confirmed it. Just send me that email. It was such a confirmation. When God's doing something, he's speaking to people's hearts. But guys, right now, right now there's an, there's an, there is a, a big movement in this church body that's wanting to get involved. How many have felt like you're just wanting to plug in? You're wanting to get involved. You're wanting to, 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 to do something around here. That's the Holy Spirit moving on, on you. Here's what I want to do. I want everybody to rip that off because I, I don't like to just do act, activity. I want to do something that works. But if God has been moving on you to get involved 
And Church on the Rock, if you've been a Church on the Rock member for a long time, you might want to do this class again. Here's why. Do you know your life mission can change? Guys, your life mission can change. You can have an emphasis that you were supposed to be doing this at a certain time, but God may be saying, hey, I know you were doing this, but now I want you to do this. I believe there's a real transitioning happening. I believe God, and some of it is because what you were doing, you've grown up, and God wants you that have been faithful to make you Lord of something even more. Are you all with me? So I believe there's a transition, but here's what's happening, is God is moving on, every, on a lot of people to want to be involved. Here's what I want you to do, is I'm going to teach a class about discovering your spiritual shape, and S stands for spiritual gifts. H stands for heart, A stands for abilities, natural abilities, P stands for personality, and E stands for experience. So what we do, it's going to be a six-week class to where we, I preach and teach and we help you identify your spiritual gifts, and then we help you find what you're passionate about, where your heart is. And then we look at your natural abilities and the things that God's just gifted you naturally to do. And then we look at your personality style. Are you a leader? Are you a follower? Are you administrative? Are you, are you an achiever? Are you a builder? Are you a person that grinds and a, just a helper? But we help people find their different personality. And then experiences. That's where we look at life experiences. That's where we look at job experience. That's where we look at somebody that may have been, had a healing or a marital problem where they almost got divorced. We use that experience to help somebody grow. Anybody with me? But we take all that and we put it all together. And when you leave that class, there's going to be a recommendation for where you fit or where you can be a part in Church on the Rock or where you can fit in your life mission or in the body of Christ, all right? And then here's the big thing. Here's the big thing that I've been feeling is once we discover and once we, we have the clarity of mission and we're, we're being equipped and we're into training, there's a point to where hands are laid on, sacred anointing, of laying on of hands so that we have stewardship and we manage the service that God has called us to do. Something that we're going to emphasize more at Church on the Rock than we've ever done is when we get out of that class, you're going to be brought in front of the church and we're going to lay hands, the, 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 the leadership of this church, we're going to lay hands on people. We're not going to lay hands, I think we lay hands on people too suddenly. I want to tell you something else. I don't like titles. Our title needs to be servant. And then we're anointed to give stewardship to the service that we're called to do. Did you know that the Bible says that, we're, that when, when we come into maturity, it says is when you're able to discern things is when you're mature. And the other thing is when you come into maturity is you're contributing and you're not just a consumer, but we're contributing. Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, what I want you to do is I want you to put your name. Yes, I'm interested. And then I want you to put your name. And then I want you to put the day that, what, what day, if we did this class, we're doing this class, what day do you like best? And what's the best time? And I, I'm going to look at those, and we're going to choose a date by what everybody's best time is because I want there to be a good result. If God's laying it on your heart to pick up the mantle of serving, then as the team sings today, I want you to fill this out, and I want you to come forward and lay it on the front here, and we're going to collect them. And also, it's an act of showing that, man, God's dealing with me, that he's called me to serve and find my spot in the body of Christ. So Alma and Pete, if you will come up, please. And if the council members would come up, please, our current council members, if you guys would come up, we're going to anoint and lay hands on Pete and Alma as they take on the mantle of the Spanish pastors 
and, and outreach at Church on the Rock. Hmm? Huh? Yeah, I will. Amen. If God's calling you to serve, I want you to, if, if, let's all stand our feet. And as they're, um, you know what, I don't really care if there's any singing. What I want you to do is bring your slips of paper with the shape and leave them here and stand here. If you're really feeling God's calling you, if you really feel God is calling you to the ministry of serving him, and maybe you're not doing that yet, I want you to bring your slips that you want to go to that class. That's the first step, is go to the class. To me, if, to me, if we don't value to set aside the time for the class, then we're not serious about serving. To me, the first step is the class. Well, I've got this commitment. Cancel the, why does church commitment always get canceled? Cancel your other commitments. Let's put God first. So if you would bring up, I want this class, God's leading me to be serving, then bring that up and stay up here because I want to pray with you. Father, oh God, Lord, we don't want to do this as a ritual. We don't want to do this as just something that you just do. But Lord, we pray that there would be impact. And Lord, we pray that there would be meaning. And Lord, what we're saying here, oh, Taka Sunday. Lord, what we're saying here is we hear you calling us to plant a Spanish ministry. We hear you calling us. I see this church being hundreds of people. And Lord, just as we stood at Church on the Rock when there was no building or no people, we just heard his voice and we heard his call. Pete and Alma are here today saying, I've heard your voice. I've heard your call. And Lord, today as we gather around them, may it be a symbolism that we support them. That we come around them and we say, we unite with you. We unite with you. The vision that you have, it fits the vision that Church on the Rock has. And Lord, today, right now, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that there would be a uniting of the heart, a uniting of the vision. And Lord, I pray that there would be a supernatural. I was reading in the book of Acts chapter 13 where you called a couple of, uh, I think it was Peter and John, that the names don't matter, but you said, I have a special work for them to do. And then they laid hands on them for this special work. And it says the power of the Holy Spirit filled them with the ability and the grace to carry that special project out. Lord, we pray that the anointing of the Holy Spirit would come upon Pastor Pete. We pray that the anointing of the Holy Spirit would come upon Pastor Alma. Lord, we pray that it would be like the anointing upon Aaron that started on the top of the head that went down the fingers and their arms. And Lord, we pray that you would anoint them with oil, that you would anoint them for this special work. Lord, I pray that this church, I pray that that the people power would come around them. I pray that divine appointments would come. I pray that people would come, that the Lord, that people are going to come and they're going to submit their energies and they're going to submit their finances and they're going to submit their their time to you, Pete and Alma, and they're going to say, I want to be a part. That's what it says when they came and laid their gifts and their, 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 their monies at the apostles' feet. Lord God, I pray that a call's going forth in the Spirit, bringing the team, bringing the team to let this vision become reality. And Lord, we anoint, we set apart Pastor Alma and Pastor Pete today for this special work in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Come in, come in, those that you, you're feeling a call to serve. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, you've confirmed your word today with the cloud of witnesses that are gathered around this front, that they're saying, I'm hearing that. I'm hearing God when I'm driving down the road, when I'm at home, I'm hearing him say, you need to be a part of what's going on at the rock, at Church in the Rock. You need to, you need to find out where you can serve and what you're supposed to do. And Father, I pray that there would be a supernatural discovery.
Lord, I pray today that people would leave Church on the Rock and they would make a personal altar at home and they will begin asking you, Lord, what would you have me to do? That they would be saying, Lord, would you speak to me through this class? Will you speak to me through Pastor Brian and those that are teaching the class? Will you speak to me by your spirit? Will you make it clear to me? Make it clear to me, Lord, what you're calling me to do. Would you make it clear to me? Lord, would you help Pastor Brian and the leadership of this church to be able to mobilize me and the people at this altar to execute the plan that God has for our lives? Lord, I pray for an anointing. I pray for an anointing on our staff, upon our leadership. Lord, I pray for for an anointing upon this. Lord, you said that we're supposed to roll our works upon the Lord. We roll this work upon you and we ask you to bless it, Lord, as people discover their purpose in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray that that the blessings of God would be upon this people. Lord, we pray that the blessings of God would be upon those that gave financially today, that it would come back to them, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Lord, we pray that you would restore the souls and the, the emotion, the emotions that are bruised, the people that are, that are hurting. Lord, I pray there would be a restoration today. Lord, I pray that, that everybody in this room, that we would go out with joy, that we would go out with strength. And Lord, we pray that every weapon that's been formed and, and every attack that's come upon this church, that it will be null and void and that people leave, together, leave today motivated, free, And excited about you, God. Father, we speak blessings on this church. We speak blessing on the businesses of this church. We speak blessings on the vision of this church. And we break every word. We break every every word. Every, Every word that's spoken against this church, we break it in Jesus' name. And Lord, we say that the voice of God is stronger than the other voices in our head. Lord, we say that we hear the voice of the shepherd and a stranger we do not listen to. Lord, I pray that you would make us bold today. I pray that you would make us courageous today. I pray that you would make us strong today. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that as we stand before you someday, that, we'll be able, that we will be able to hear you say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. It's not well done, thy good and fellowshipper. Lord, church has gotten into fellowship. It's not well done, thy good and faithful fellowshipper. It's well done, thy good and faithful servant. Lord, give us a heart to serve. Give us a heart to contribute. Give us a heart to give of ourselves. Oh, God, take this world from us. Take this world from us. Lord, the word says that you deliver us from this present evil and you translate us into the kingdom of your light. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. For more information and to stay up to date with what's happening in the life of Church on the Rock, please visit us on the web at cotrag.org. Thanks again for tuning in.